2: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And that is that. The New York Knicks, the eighth seeded
3: New York Knicks, are one game away from the NBA Finals.
2: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app.
4: Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot of the Night. There's only one guy we could give it to. It's the biggest of the big shots. Brian Cashman, the Yankees' eternal GM. He could not wait to make it all about himself tonight. And I don't know how these videos and these quotes are going to age, but you got it, Brian. We heard you. This guy woke up this morning and he said, Brian, you go out there and tell them that you think we're pretty effing good personally and that you're proud of our people. Tell them you're proud of our process. Despite going 82-80 and 80 and being the laughing stock of the league, tell them you have the smallest analytics department and the largest pro scouting department. And tell these reporters a bunch of other things that mean nothing. Laugh in their faces when they talk about injuries not being significant. Tell them it's a fact, not an excuse. Tell them you feel victimized about the trades that you get criticized before, uh, about, like Frankie Montas. And tell them that you were trying to go for it. You were trying to go for it, and when you didn't get Luis Castillo, you felt Frankie Montas was the second best option on the market, and you checked the medicals and the physicals for his shoulder, and he broke, and it sucked, and it was a bad situation. And make more excuses for all the mistakes that you made. Tell them you get a kick out of it. When people talk about Joey Gallo and Sonny Gray, and who picked them up? Two playoff teams. Yep, the Dodgers traded for him after us. And Sonny Gray, he's currently in the competition for a Cy Young. He's not going to win it because Garrett Cole is going to win it. And guess who signed Garrett Cole? I did. Brian Cashman. Casamigos. Big shot of the night. You got it, Cash. You can do no wrong. You got it, Cash. You know better than everyone. You've never made any mistakes. You don't have to be accountable for all this. Why? Because you can always point to other reasons why things don't go right. Anywho, 877-337-6666. Open mic night. Whatever you guys want to talk about. If you really want to tell me, you know, Zach Wilson. Don't quit on Zach Wilson. I mean, I quit on Zach Wilson a long time ago, but we could do that. If you guys want to talk about the future for the Giants, if it's Caleb Williams, Drake May. I mean, I just think that, the writing is on the wall, and sometimes the universe, you know, well, all the times, the universe never unconnects, and sometimes you, you get what you want. Brian Dable and Joe Shane, they wanted their own quarterback. That's why they didn't pick up the $22 million option on Daniel Jones. If they would have did that, that would have made this a lot easier. He would he would have been playing right now under his $22 million player option uh, from his rookie deal, and he tears his ACL, and that's all she wrote. And then you draft your guy, you mold your guy, And in year three of your rebuild, you have a rookie quarterback, where in this NFL, rookie quarterbacks play right away. And if you pick the right one and you prepare them the right way, they can compete. Anywho, uh, we're probably going to keep talking about Brian Cashman and the Yankees, and that's perfectly fine. C-Mac's coming up at 12, and I'm tired, but I bet I listened to at least the first hour of his show because I can't wait to hear what he has to say about what Brian Cashman had to say. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Chris in Lynchburg, Virginia. You're back on the fan.
5: Keith, good to talk to you, my guy. How you been?
4: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, You know, just uh, Brian Cashman changed the course of this show tonight, and I, I'm not mad at him for it. I thank him for it.
5: Yeah, like I said, I know it's definitely been a rough few days for New York sports, even for myself being a Jets fan. That was a rough few Very painful to watch yesterday. <laughs> Absolutely painful to watch, and uh Obviously, um, definitely, I know a lot of Jet fans like myself are ticked about Zach Wilson's play. But, it, again, this is one game where I'm not defending him. I think we, the Jets can do better quarterback-wise than him going forward. He, maybe even throwing Simeon at this point, honestly. But that O-line was abysmal. The turnovers were abysmal. And I'm not trying to be a Frank the Tank pessimist, but I am concerned that a loser streak is on the horizon if these issues don't get corrected. And the fact they're on national TV
4: next week is going to stink. That's what I said. I'm like, this is deja vu. Like, you ended up in the same situation last year. You started losing games, and then you were forced to play Zach Wilson because Mike White got hurt. I I don't know. It's it's eerily similar.
5: Yeah. The only positive for me, at least uh, for my sports teams, I know you're talking about – fans and different teams is my boston celtics are off to a great start with their new edition Boo, i don't like the look of them but let me tell you though um the game against your nets on saturday and then it, the, the, the loss they took yesterday to minnesota showed that they got a great starting five but they got to fix that bench because like I said the nets had some bench players like lonnie walker and stuff who were giving them problems yep. and uh, while boston should still be the favorite in the east they gotta cl- they gotta clean up the second unit and uh and we'll see what happens. But like Brad think Stevens about.
4: will make some moves. You know, they'll 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 get some guys by the trade deadline, or they'll figure it out. Like they're the Celtics, man. As I said, I, I don't like the look of them. I watched that game against the Nets, and the Nets kind of hung with them. But I'm like, who allowed them to put Jason Tatum with Kristaps uh, Porzingis and Jalen Brown and Al Horford right. and the rest of these characters? I'm like, uh, Drew Holiday. I'm like, why is this their team right now?
5: Yeah. Uh, last one I was going to make because uh, I know the Celtics and Nets meet again on Friday in the in season tournament.
4: Yeah, really like,
5: um, like you like, do you care? Like, cause for me, it's like I just treat it as a regular regular season game. Like, it's cool with the new courts, but I don't personally, I still don't so really care about. The, the I was tournament.
4: on Friday night when the Nets beat the Bulls, and we we probably spoke too much about the NBA <laughs> in season tournament and yeah. what it means. I don't care, but I understand what the NBA is trying to do. They're desperate for eyeballs. They want to be a global European type league so bad. I thought the courts looked terrible, but I'm not going to hate on it because uh, we haven't seen the whole thing. Let's see how it plays out from now to the you know early December and whatever. The NBA, the, okay, we're NBA fans. We're going to watch the NBA no matter what. But they're trying to get the casual fans. They're trying to get the NFL fans that are like you know maybe your team sucks and you're checking out. You're scrolling through the channels and you see a bright red court, so maybe you stop like. I get it. It's fine. It, it doesn't hurt anything. These regular season games would be played. Now they've just jazzed them up a little bit. They're, the stakes are yeah. higher,
5: for sure. For sure. Uh, last thing before I let you go, Keith. Uh, I think the last time I saw you was back in July, and uh, I went to, I went out to Phoenix. I know you gave me some recommendations, and I, I went up to those spots before Met game as a Diamondbacks and. That was really cool. Phoenix was awesome. The Dimebacks—they had a really cool ballpark and really cool atmosphere and a lot to do. So I do appreciate those suggestions. I had a great time when I went out there. Yeah. The past summer.
4: I want to go back to Phoenix so bad, especially after seeing you know them run through the postseason. Um, I'm glad you had a good yeah. time. It's a party city. Like it oh, gets yeah. turned up.
5: Yeah. So anyway, good talking. To you know, definitely talk to you later on as the season for basketball and football goes on. But just want to make that point about Phoenix and stuff like that. So it was always good talking to you, bud.
4: Thanks for the call, Chris. Yeah, I haven't been to Phoenix since 2014. When I auditioned for the MLB Fan Cave, they flew us out to spring training in Phoenix, Arizona. And, man, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We were, <laughs> we were trying to get into anything we could get into. Um, there was this, like, day club that we went to, nightclubs, strip of bars, Uh, I just remember partying at the hotel and and walking to to the uh, gas station like four different times to re-us up on beers. And there was 18 of us auditioning for eight spots in the MLB fan cave. And so I got to meet baseball fans from all over. And, uh, you know, fast forward to now, you know, the eight cave dwellers, I was the one that got to represent the Yankees that year. Uh, Out of the eight cave dwellers, there's about six of them that I consider like family. Like we've all grown up and had successful careers and got married and had kids. And we're coming up on 10 years since the MLB fan cave in January, February. And we're trying to do a 10 year MLB fan cave reunion. And I keep lobbying for it to be out in Arizona. So stay tuned for that. If we can get that going, that'll be all over my social media. The Yankees obviously play um, in Tampa, but, man, out in Arizona in February, it's like 75, 80 degrees in February. Spring training out there is great, and then you can party and go to the clubs and the bars. And, uh, yeah, I hope to uh, get the gang together to do our reunion out there in Arizona where it all started. All right, back to the phones we go. My guy Jarvis up in Harlem. What's up, Jarvis? You're back on the fan. What's up, Keith? How you doing? Good, man. Hanging in there, pushing through.
6: Oh, okay, that's
4: good. I want to talk about the
6: Jazz. And you were... And you was talking about the schedule for the Jets, and you know, they got the Raiders, and you know, the Bills, the, Dubs, the, Dubs. the
4: Dolphins. They could lose four in a row, bro. Yeah, of
6: course, of course. I mean, everybody thinks like, oh, you know, after performance, because I saw the game last um, last night here, you know, the Monday night game. You know, they think that like, um, you know, they put, they have a score a touchdown, uh, and they score or they keep this field goal, field goal is like they score, like six points the whole quarter, and they, and, and everybody keeps saying like. Like, B.T. and Brandon Tenney is hyped up. Jeff and talk about Aaron Rodgers going to come back in December. Like, like that's going to be a difference. Like, oh, He's like not, coming it's like, on, it's, it's not coming back. There's <laughs> nothing to come back to. He's not coming back. He's not. It's just like, stop it, man. Don't get your hopes up, Jeff. It's like, don't get your hopes up. I mean, come on, man. It's like it's like, you know, but that's the reason why the Jets, that's the reason why the Jets never had to make the plays in the longest job they had to make the plays in, like, in 13 years since 2010. Yeah, I know they bring, I know everyone bring up the moment. They went to back-to-back AFC Championship. I, okay, that's great. That's, I, nobody really cares about that anymore. But it's been a long been the, time.
4: I, it's been a long time. And there's a lot of false yeah, hope like out here. We're under
6: Rex Ryan, well, there's Kiss and Rings, or Bill Belichick, is like, we, oh, um, we gonna chase that rain, we are gonna, um, we gonna win the whole thing, uh, it, it's not gonna change. You know, that's Rex, man, I just, uh please, man, like, no, for come on.
4: <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis always calls in to talk about the Jets and hate on the Jets. <laughs> it's consistent. I already know. I'm gonna, Jarvis up in home. So Jarvis is going to be like, yo, I want to talk about the Jets. Yo, these Jets fans got to chill out. They're not good. they they only score six points in the whole game. I don't know why they're talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back. Like You can count on it. You can, you can count on Jarvis calling the fan just to tell Jets fans to R-E-L-A-X. Avery out in St. Louis back on the fan with me again. What's up?
7: Hey, Keith, I was going to talk about Giants and Jets,
4: you but can. then
7: you said in your Casamigos big shot of the night that Cashman is a big shot, and boy, is he ever. Oh, who, who else could have been your big shot of the night tonight? I mean, who goes to, You said to the media, all that stuff? Honestly, it's not true that the <laughs> Yankees are going to get better. They're not going to change a thing. The same dude's going to be our manager forever, for all of eternity. Uh, I just finished reading Jack Curry's book about the 1998 Yankees. I can't believe how long Brian Cashman's been here.
4: <laughs> I was 10 years old when he got his job. <laughs> you you weren't even born yet. <laughs> it is it's laughable, right? Like Brian Cashman is the only guy like a lot of A lot of people would get fired for talking to the media the way that this guy talked to the media today. Cursing up a storm, um, basically fighting back against every question. It's like, yo, why were you on the defensive? Because you know you've made a ton of mistakes and now you're getting checked by your owner. And this is your your last chance, honestly. That's why I said this is good. This is good for us. This may be good. People got to get uncomfortable sometimes to get to progress. You know, if you're sitting up there too comfy thinking, oh, well, we won 99 games, which I heard him reference again today, stop talking about we won 99 games. 99 won half of those games for you. Walking, up, you walking the Yankees off, hitting two home runs in a game. And he was doing that to spite you. He was doing that to make you fork over the money. So stop talking about, oh, we won 99 games a couple years ago. You got swept in the ALCS. It doesn't matter. It's just
7: I just, it's like, it's entertaining. We should not be entertained when we watch a press conference in that way. It's absurd. Like I shouldn't be laughing. Nothing's going to change.
4: I shouldn't be laughing at my GM by his mannerisms and him stumbling over his words. And and how how defensive he is. Like, I'm laughing because I'm like, wow. With his
7: aviator glasses and rocking the lavender polo. He thinks he's so cool.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He's Brian Cashman. Yo, this guy gets paid so much money to be this much of a hot shot. It's crazy. It is nuts. Crazy. Like, the 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 Brian Cashman we saw back in ninety eight with the with the glasses, little nerd. Like, this guy has grown little nerd. up <laughs> This guy has grown up to be Mr. Untouchable, the eternal GM. How dare we question him? I think I'm uh, pretty terrible. he says I think we're pretty effing good personally.
7: What? When the when the Yankees when when the other Yankee employees walk into the general manager's office, do they have to bow down at his
4: doorway. Of course, of course <laughs> they do. They've got to give him a fun fact about himself. Tell me something good about myself. Hey, Keith, tell me something cool. Brian Cashman <laughs> makes it a requirement <laughs> for <laughs> all, all the Yankees employees to tell him something cool about him. <laughs> this yeah. is this is our reality as Yankee fans. We're not talking about man. Uh, you know. Uh, World Series championships and what happened in the postseason this year, and oh, we came up short this year, but we're in the ALCS or we're in the World Series, or I can't wait for next year. No, no, year. we're like- not
7: talking about that. We're talking about. Well, I thought Frankie Montas looked good. I thought he was the best choice.
4: Right. I feel victimized. There was no one else who
7: could bring in the pitch.
4: I feel victimized because we were going for it. I Don't you victimized. guys realize we were going for it by by getting Frankie Montas? Very,
7: very, very twenty first century teenage girl style of response.
4: I felt <laughs> victimized. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel seen.
7: <laughs> this is where we're
3: at. It's what? so
4: funny. It's actually comedy. I was cracking up. Thanks for the call, Avery. Like, I was cracking up between 6 and 7 o'clock getting ready for the show because I'm like, this is gold. Like, Brian Cashman, depending on what happens this winter and this next season, these videos will live on forever. These sound bites will last for eternity like his job with the Yankees. This guy's going to be 80 years old talking about, yeah, I get a kick out of you guys talking about Joey Gallo. Shut up, bro. You Just know what it was to for shut today? Up. Today was...
8: Biting back as like almost you know like instead of player empowerment, almost like ownership empowerment, right? Like oh, it was almost like this guy was like you know what? How spoke for his own the, self? The hell with this!
4: How like- didn't tell him to do any of that? I think this was rogue. I don't. I don't think this was ownership empowerment. This was GM empowerment because this guy runs the Yankees from top to bottom for the for the last twenty five years. This guy's had his hand in everything.
8: Okay, so. If the if the Yankees trade for Juan Soto this offseason,
4: they're not gonna. But yeah, let's play okay, the game.
8: Play the game. Are Yankee fans going to be happy with that? With Brian Cashman, are you happy with Brian Cashman if he trades for Juan Soto?
4: Who's he giving up? Because you're gonna have to give up Dominguez. Or you're gonna have to give up. It doesn't Bulky, matter who you're, you're giving to... up. You're
8: getting Juan Soto, who's probably going to be better than anyone that you're giving up. You're getting Juan Soto in
4: his prime. I will be happy if Juan Soto is on this team.
8: Okay, and you don't care what you give up, and you shouldn't. I really don't. No care, Yankee no. fan
4: should care what they Juan give up. Soto is if Juan Soto's on this team. That changes right. everything.
8: Of course. And then at that point, you have to give this guy a little bit of credit for getting— I, I have
4: given him credit. Right. I have given him credit. But, like, when when you go into a media scrum like this looking for all the credit, he looking to try and, like, push back against all your mistakes that you get dragged on, you, and, you don't look good.
8: And it, it was an hour he was talking for.
4: Like, oh, I thought that, it was 20 minutes. But, I, yeah, I, I think guess— it, it, was an,
8: it was an hour— that guy was out there talking to people, and the Lavender Polo and the Aviators just throwing bows and arrows
0: at people.
4: Because I told why- you, this guy when got in the, the mirror because last- he, he, he's he been losing sleep since the first day that John from Masbeth showed up to Yankee Stadium with yep. a big fire capsman banner. And <laughs> He's been losing sleep, and he said, he said, not today. GM meetings are coming up. You go out there, and you tell them we're pretty effing good. Right. And you know what this is like? And Lou Gower said it earlier. This is in this is
8: what the Wilpon Mets would be doing. Yeah, this is a Wilpon that's Mets That's why I said we're in bizarre world. This is what,
4: this is the New York Yankees. The Yankees are supposed to be bah, bah, bah. they're supposed to be pride and class and prestige. The New York Yankees, and you got this guy in a in a pink polo. <laughs> Avery said in a, a lavender polo. <laughs> You know what? It's a
8: shame this didn't happen before Halloween because I bet a few people would have been Brian Cashman for Halloween. Oh
4: hell that, yeah! I mean, they costume. still will. People people <laughs> might pull up to opening day with the aviators and the pink polo on. Expect expect to see somebody's TikTok or reel with them doing an impression of Brian Cashman. <laughs> ah, no one is doing their deep dives. They're just throwing bull s around, accusing us of being run analytically. To to say we're guided by analytics, like this guy, what I don't even know. That's just, he said. I do understand it's important to separate what's what's real and not real. It's just crap noise versus action items. I was like, shut up, dude. Like you just made this all worse. These are, these are gonna last forever. Let's take this break here, and this is my last stretch. I've got thirty minutes left.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. New England has no timeouts remaining, 23 seconds to play, and the Jets are going officially now to the AFC Championship game against... The Pittsburgh Steelers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app.
4: Got the club going up on a Tuesday. I mean, this is pretty much it, man. I got like 20 minutes left. Big Mac is here. He's, he's getting ready. Big Mac told me that Cashman stole some of those lines from him. He said Cashman must be listening to the overnight. I was telling some of y'all the same things Cashman said. <laughs> I'm just playing. I know Big Mac is out there listening right now. Like, I did, I did not say any of that. <laughs> I know I got Big Mac like that one time when I was driving home. And he was like, Keith came in here and said something I absolutely did not say. <laughs> But, yeah, stay tuned for his show. I'm sure it's going to be great because he's tried to defend Brian Cashman, and I don't think there's any defending this. Right, Brian Cashman said, I've been here with the Yankees for a long time. Whether that's a good thing for our fans or perceptions or not, I'm proud of our operations. I think we have a great group of baseball people. So, basically, he's saying, like, I've been doing this for a long time. I don't care what you think. I don't care what the perception is. I think we're doing well, so we're going to continue doing what I say we do. If you don't like it, go root for the (laughs) Mets. Simple as that. You know, I was like, I was talking to PB, and it's just crazy uh, how things change over time. And I always use this phrase. It's evolve or dissolve. You have to be adapting. You have to always be shifting. Change is a constant. You have to be getting better all the time. And, um, you know, I've seen this happen. We've all seen this happen. Like a Blockbuster video. Blockbuster was the the hottest thing when I was a kid. We are going to Blockbuster. I'm going to get Mario Party 3. I'm going to get a DVD. I'm going to get some candy. Like, it's lit. We're going to Blockbuster. The whole weekend is lit. Nobody goes to Blockbuster anymore. They're obsolete. They disappeared. They could have changed their business and evolved. I was telling PB, I worked at MTV. When we were kids, MTV was everything. World premiere. Oh, there's a world premiere music video on MTV. We're rushing home from school to go watch Britney Spears perform on TRL. They had it. Carson Daly had it. You're looking at New York. They're in Times Square. I worked at MTV. I remember getting there, and I'm like, well, this place isn't the same anymore. I worked there at the end of like MTV falling from grace because they didn't want to adapt to the internet. They didn't want to adapt to social media and what the kids were doing. They were stuck on linear television and pushing tune in. And I remember being a digital person there saying, These kids don't care about what comes on at 8, 9 central. There is no such thing as appointment TV for these kids with iPads and, and iPhones. You got to get in there. You got to get on demand. You got to take your stuff, clip it up. We have to change. We have to evolve. Now nah, we're just going to focus on tune in once the show goes live, clip the show up and put clips on, but not the full show, whatever. You, if you refuse to change, you're going to get left behind. And I feel like Brian Cashman and the Yankees, they refuse to change some of their ways, and they've been left behind. And the league has closed a gap on them. And clearly there are other teams, like this year, the Rangers, who last were in the World Series in 2011 after the Yankees, and it didn't take them as long to get back to the World Series and win one. So there we are. That's all I got to say. Let's take the rest of these calls in the next 10 minutes. Al is in Maywood on the fan. Go for it, Al. Keith, what's happening, my man? What's going on? You know, holding it down another five hour KM to AM. Happy to be here.
1: How are you?
3: Happy to be listening to you. That's all I could say. Okay. Um, Thanks. I, I, I called you last Friday. I don't know if you remember, and I was th- asking you the question if you thought the Dolphins were frauds or not.
4: I forget what I said, but they—they they oh,
3: okay? They proved no, themselves did- to be. Yeah, I mean, you said that you didn't think that they were frauds, and then yet, obviously, came Sunday's game, and you know, against the Chiefs on the road. I know what I said. Yeah,
4: they're they're frauds against good teams. (laughs) They're they're they they're good against the Broncos and the Giants, but when they got to go up against the Bills and the Chiefs, they're fraudulent.
3: I know, they, are, and it's sad because I am a true Dolphins fan. I've been waiting, you know, and I just take the point from last year, right? You know, and I always want to see them prove something, especially on the road, especially late in the year. Last year, I thought it was a stepping stone because they went into Buffalo, the Wild Card playoffs, snow, cold weather, and Skylar Thompson was the quarterback, and they wound up losing by three. And, you know, it's just when I keep on hearing Jet fans keep saying like, oh, yes, they beat up on the bad teams, but yet. They did beat the Chargers, the Jets didn't. They did beat New England twice, the Jets haven't. So, I mean, yeah, there is something rema- that remains to be seen, and that's why I do not know if you still, I don't know. To be I think honest, the Dolphins beat a-
4: the Jets. I, I mean, if we're talking about, I don't I mean, think the Jets are a good team, so the Dolphins will beat the Jets. And Yeah, not, I, I... If we're just looking at, okay, the, the the strength is the Jets' defense versus the strength of the Dolphins, the Jets' offense... I think their offense is good enough to score a touchdown on the Jets. I don't think the Jets' offense is good enough to score a touchdown on Jalen Ramsey and uh, Bradley Chubb and and Wilkins and and Xavier uh, Howard and the rest of the guys on the on the Dolphins' defense. I can't say that their defense is a weakness.
3: No, you're absolutely right. You know, and I appreciate you always with uh, taking the call. It's funny I, you you mentioned that you worked for uh, MTV at the tail end. They used to be one of my accounts. Uh, Back in the day when I was in sales, and it's funny, you mentioned the TRL thing, and anytime I would go there, you know, down to 1515 Broadway, you know, you had that one escalator going up and that one escalator coming down, and you have all these people outside for TRL waiting to get in, and, you know, I'm a sales rep, and I used to have access to get into the building. It was insane how many people you know oh can you get me in can you get me it. In? they had like, they had
4: they had the the finger on the pulse of pop culture and they let that slip cuz they didn't adapt to the internet
3: no i totally agree with you you know and like i said you know it's funny memory lane that was many years ago you're absolutely right and that's why i love listening to you keith i appreciate it thanks for taking the call as always stay classy
4: Thanks, Al. Appreciate the call, the compliments, and the uh, connecting the dots. Universe Never Unconnects. You know, I, I tell these stories because I know that they're connecting in some type of way to somebody listening. We all uh, can't, you know, just talk about the same Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones and Brian Cashman. We can, but, like, I try to interject with little stories and things about my life so, you, you know, maybe you have a connection there and you can relate to something there. Yeah, that just took me back to, man, I used to take the bus from Port Authority uh, or from – Exit 109 in Red Bank to Port Authority every day and then walk from Port Authority to 1515 Broadway. And when I first got up there, I was in awe of Viacom and uh, the Viacom building. And, man, I used to take my pass and I'd get lost in there. I'd be at BT, BT, uh MTV, VH1, Nickelodeon. I used to be all over that building. And Like I said, I watched the, like, last years of them, like, fading out of, like, dominance. Fading out of pop culture. Who watches MTV now? I can't like uh, What shows do you watch on MTV now? Uh, Florida, Bama Shore? Yeah. Matt's on Long Island. Go for it, Matt. You're on the fan. Hey, Keith.
9: Thank Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just want to bring up two points. Actually, Giants and another NFL. Uh, listen, I'm a Giants fan. Just a heartbreaking thing. Daniel Jones. You feel. I love the kid. Just feel bad. Like, that neck injury torn ACL in the season. You, you hate
4: to see it happen to a guy like yeah. that.
9: I mean, right now, i mean, listen, with men NFL dress on every John uh, Cena, but let's just focus on this. We got eight games. Tommy is probably going to in this way. I mean, I don't know. Like, we're probably going to win eventually one, but let's see what we can get. And to be honest, I really don't want, unless we're getting Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, I, I don't want to Drake May and Michael Penn. Those guys aren't any good. I mean, I just want...
4: Drake, yeah, Drake games. May could honestly be the next Mitchell Trubisky coming up. I mean, of like, who
9: knows? But, like, yeah, I just want to make my second point, too. That's true you about your Cowboys. Like, the Giants are playing them this weekend. They probably gonna get smoked. But the thing about the Cowboys, Dak's playing some really good football. I'll give him that. I think you guys got a shot to win the NFC. And I look at the Eagles schedule versus your schedule next time you match up. The Cowboys schedule is just, oh, my God. And the Eagles schedule, when they play you in Week 14, it just... So you got the Panthers, Giants, Red, uh, Commanders, yeah, Eagles, got the Niners, yeah. On I wanted that we game on Sunday, them. man, because
4: of that. Sunday. If they win that game on Sunday, whatever. Now it's it's moral victory. It's, just it's like,
6: yeah. It's uh, it's okay. We'll it. see
4: them next time. We'll be ready. Dak played well. He didn't turn the ball over. He had three touchdowns over 300 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they it, tried to it. give you the, the game, and you were unprepared. Between Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys offense, they they couldn't get it done. But of course, right, that defeat is going to carry over into yeah. Jerry World, and they'll probably beat the brakes yeah. off the Giants. Thanks for the call, Matt. Neil is in Hawthorne next up on the fan. Go for it, Neil.
10: Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to say you're the best in the business. Um, so I got two things real quick. Number one, Giants. Um, I don't want to see them tank. I hope they still try to be competitive. It's going to be tough.
4: Yeah, it's not the but, Giants' way. They're going to try to compete for a private. I just think absolutely, like, absolutely, Dable's
10: running a good program over there. So tank, what I want is if, if Daniel Jones, if Daniel Jones is healthy by next season, even if we draft the draft the top five quarterback, he should be Daniel Jones has to be the starter. Yeah, he will a thousand be. percent, a thousand percent. And then second, I just want to say the Jets are frauds because the Vikings just got Dobbs for a sixth round pick. And they're going to still be super competitive. And if the Jets really wanted to win games, they would have made a move like that. Thanks for taking my call, Keith. Love you.
4: Thanks for the call and compliments. Yeah, we had that whole conversation last night about Dobbs, the pastronaut. I mean, to see what he did this weekend, it's hard to not look at the Jets and the Giants and be like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? This guy didn't practice with the team. But then you have a quarterback that was with you from the summer to now that you don't even trust to throw a pass in the game. And then, obviously, we saw him do it against the Raiders. But then with the Jets, it's like, man, you're going to keep trying to make fetch happen, trying to force a square peg into a round hole. You're going to continue to start Zach Wilson and tell us it's not Zach's fault. Well, a lot of it is. Tom's, uh, Tom's in Bergen County. What's up, Tom? You're on the fan.
11: Hey, what's up, Keith?
4: Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you.
11: Yeah, man, I'm, uh, we crossed paths over at the uh, fan cave. I was the camera guy when you were in there at the launch of MLB's attempt at uh, bridging the gap with social media. That fan cave was <laughs> a, a good attempt. You know what I mean? Like, I
4: they, could they, tell they, you they all the stuff. things they did wrong. They they held us back, man. Uh, <laughs> the, they had the right idea, and honestly, man, Fred, right. Manfred ended it. My class was the last class. Bud Selig uh, was the commissioner that year. And Manfred looked over the books and he was like, we're paying these kids $6,000 a month. Get rid of this. <laughs> but they did so much wrong. They did so much wrong with like kind of um, keeping us under restraints like and not letting us really create and do things because they thought they had the idea. But whatever. I'm, I'm thankful I got in there. It changed my life. It was a good experience. And like I said, I have lifelong friends that lived every day with me uh, watching baseball and creating content that are like family to me now. So, yeah, it was it was worth it. It was cool. Oh, he dropped off. What happened there? All right, well, we'll take this opportunity to break. If you would like to get the last word in. On my show, 877-337-6666. I got 10 minutes. We'll be right back.
2: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan.
11: Manning calling signals. Takes the snap. Looks left. Lots it left. First is wide open. Touchdown, Giants. In the left corner of the end zone.
3: Touchdown.
2: with 35 seconds to go, and the Giants regain the lead. Manning the first. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on The Fan.
4: Thanks for listening to my show. It's been a great five hours. Keep McPherson on the fan. I've got four calls to take in four minutes, and I guarantee that doesn't happen, but we're going to try. Lewis is out in Brooklyn. Lewis, you're on the fan. Go for it.
7: (laughs) What's going on? What's
11: happening to the Cowboys?
4: Uh, How about them Cowboys? They're mid. Uh, They didn't pass the fraud alert test again, but the season's not over. (laughs) You know, there's still a chance for them to, I don't know, Win more than one playoff game, advance to the NFC Championship, maybe win the NFC East. I, I'm not giving up hope yet, but I just don't care because I just I just know what they are. Well,
5: we didn't get blown out. <laughs>
4: yeah, well, well, we didn't get blown out by the Eagles. The Eagles tried to give them the game. McCarthy's not a good coach. Dak, as good of a game as he played, he couldn't get it done in the clutch. That like that's what you need to win in the NFL. And the, the Cowboys have all this talent, but they're just. Forever mid. Jerry Jones is not winning anything. Didn't go for it at the deadline. How's
5: their number one pick? Anything? A bust?
4: He's a bust. He, he's, he hasn't contributed at all. And then their second wow. pick, the kid from Texas, uh, he got hurt in the preseason. So their draft really didn't mean much. Oh, Schoonmaker uh, caught that pass but got tackled at the goal line. Thanks for the call, Lewis. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys. Sean's on Long Island. What's up, Sean? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Hey, how's it going?
11: Uh, I'm a big uh, uh, Devil fan, by the way. Oh, you almost
4: said Islanders.
11: Well, I'll I'll explain why.
4: (laughs) I'm 55
11: years of age. Bob Lormer, back in 1982, lived next door to my house.
4: Okay, I don't know who that is. Excuse me? I don't know who that is. I'd have to uh, Google that. My hockey knowledge, especially old-time hockey, is not there.
11: No, I understand, but I'm telling you. He, so when the Devils became the Mickey Mouse Club from Wayne Gretzky, as he said it, mm-hmm. back in the day, Bob Lormer came out and he was number well Jersey number four, for the Islanders, and he played hockey with us and the kids.
4: That's cool. That's enough. So to make then you he a fan. went
11: to the Devils with Billy Harris and Chico Resch. That. Now-
4: Ah, He dropped off. Tom in Bergen County, he's back. Okay, the camera guy from the Mob Fan Cave, back on the fan. Heck
11: yeah, man. Thanks for uh, reconnecting me and uh, just to bring it together real quick, you brought up MTV in terms of, and and even Blockbuster in terms of evolving. I brought up the Fan Cave and it all goes back to Cashman and I'm just going to do a little Cash Bash because he hasn't evolved enough, man. Those responses today were not forward thinking about it. an international draft and you know re- really digging deep and it just sounded like same old same old let's not forget he was wrong on judge he he, he overpaid I love judge but if you're looking at GMs that's a thumbs down for Cash. Yep. He could have had That's Judge your cheaper. guy. You Let's should have locked him up when he won Rookie
4: of the Year, almost MVP. Cashman has so many excuses, and he could have taken the stance of accountability after an eighty-two and eighty season, and and apologized to the fans the way that Hal did. Instead, he he wanted to be the aggressor. Thanks for the call, Tom. Last call of the night goes to Willis in West Milford, New Jersey. I did it. Got everybody in.
10: What's up, Keith? How you doing, man?
4: Good. How are you?
3: Good. Uh, I love everything about you except that <laughs> you're a Cowboy fan. Yeah, uh, I hate I'll that about go. myself
4: too. I chose it before I even knew where <laughs> Dallas, Texas was. I'm, I'm loyal though. That's the thing about me. I'm loyal. <laughs> no,
3: I know. I know
4: you are.
11: So I have, with the Yankees, are they going to be aggressive in free agency? Are they gonna I want think to free
4: they advantage? have are to. They to How can Cashman put on this whole theatrics and then not go do his job? I know. <laughs> After this... You have to go win. Thanks for the call, Willis. After this, Brian Cashman, you have to have your magnum opus. Your best work ever. You got to go out there and flex and say, I actually am Brian Cashman. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Go get Juan Soto. That's just a trade. Go sign Cody Bellinger. That's just money. Get rid of Carlos Stanton. Send Glaver anywhere. Bring the Yankees back to glory. Or you're gone. These videos and these quotes—they're not gonna age well. Now you got our attention in the wrong way. <laughs> now we're looking at you as we get into the winter meetings and the hot stove. What you gonna do, Cash? C-Max coming up next. I guarantee he's gonna crush it. The traffic's building up, so I'll be listening. Thanks for listening to me.
0: Bye. <laughs>